12th, RIP, Alex Trebek. What a guy. Talk about blow him and Sean Connery. Man, this world fucking sucks. Yeah. That's all we would watch on the weeknights is Wheel of Fortune followed by Jeopardy. And what gave me gave me life every night. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. Um, obviously, he's been battling it for a while now, but at the same time, it's, you just hate to see it happen. Yeah, he's like one of those people, right, that like you grow up and you're like, this dude's just on TV every single night, like so consistently. Same witty humor, like always was the same dude, like an awesome guy and just like one of those people that like you hear they have cancer and like a disease like that and you're just like, doesn't nah, he's matter. He's invincible, like he's not going to yeah. like. No chance he dies. Like technology is good enough where he can get what he needs done and no. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And it's just like it's such a shame. It shows you, I guess, how precious life is. Not to be like super down in the dumps to start this pot off, but uh, yeah, it's a shame. But he's just like one of those larger than life people, like everyone grew up with. No one ever had a bad word to say about the guy. Um, so it's a shame. I mean, condolences to him. Condolences to his family. Um, but obviously, him not suffering anymore is you know, nice, and you want to take some solace in that, and Sean Connery, who we lost a few days before, also, um, just a great actor, I really, James Bond is a big enjoyment of mine, so he is far and away my favorite James Bond actor, um, has been in a bunch of movies, Indiana Jones is, um, so it's just a shame, it's been a shitty week for, for people passing away and dying. Yeah, just one, two more tallies on a 2020 of why it's has been a great year. Yeah, it hasn't been spectacular. Yeah, and now I'm 25 over as of this past weekend, and I so basically my midlife or not midlife quarter life crisis is coming up one of these days. So you're probably going to be even worse. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. So Bachelorette, I <laughs> did not watch last week because they moved to Thursday. Um, with the election and all that jazz. So I don't know if there's anything really from there to recap on, if you want to hit on that. Uh, no, last week sucked. It was uh, – they talked about Claire finding her person and whatever other nonsense bullshit they used to fill up the first hour, and then Dale had to propose to her, and then he did so, and all the other dudes were pissed and – Browing out because they thought they were leaving. Um, and then they brought this new girl, Aunt Tasha, at the end. And it was just like cliffhanger, but everyone knew she was coming. Um, and that was pretty much it. Not super exciting. Not a lot went on outside of Claire and Dale. Um, yeah, that's okay. pretty much it. Yeah. Well, then, so we get to this weekend. Uh, before we get into what's currently going on with the current guys and Aisha, Tasha, I'm going to get that mixed up every single time. <laughs> Unless it's written down for me. Um, but there was a part where they had uh, Chris Harrison brought in Dale and Claire, and it was gonna, I thought it was going to be like a hour-long sit-down of like the whole history of it and everything. And they're just still a bunch of liars. Yeah, you think that they had communicated previously? I don't know if they – I guess they kind of seem somewhat sincere. But at the same time, like, it's 
Dale. I sincerely like one of those people that will fucking murder you, though, and will lie to your face. That's how I feel like Dale was, too, during that in the previous episodes. I think of Dale's course. like that because Claire will murder him if he's not like that. Yeah. I don't know. They just seem too, like, lovey-dovey. Like, every two seconds they were kissing, saying, I love you, this, this, that. It's like, you don't got to do this, like, on TV just because, like, you want to show how much you're in love. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> I love the line when Dale was like, yeah, like this wasn't, we didn't have, we had zero form of communication before and I didn't even have your number until after I proposed to you. Like, okay, dude. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I hope that we just never hear from them again this season. Yeah. That would be ideal. We got, got a new chick and we got four new dudes. Yeah, can we talk about the guy Spencer? Oh. What an absolute fuck face that dude is. Yeah. What a bold move by him walking in after he meets um Tasha. Tasha, thank you. Um bold move by him to be like, so which one are you guys scared away, Claire? It's like none of them scared them away. One dude just proposed to her and she was then held head over heels with him since day one, so yeah, it's very funny. Um, that kid's a fuck. Uh, I hope he doesn't win. But I will say, jumping ahead to the episode, you know, new guys versus old guys, there's tension, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Chris Harrison, I think, is just now fucking around. And it's like, this show is going off the rails, thanks to Claire. So this is going to be the season where I just do whatever the hell I want. Uh, and I'm here for it. Like, that's awesome. Like, well, that one-on-one that well, I don't forget, Brendan, I think was the dude. Yeah, he um, up every single time. Yeah, he was just like really fucking that guy's mojo up. So that was awesome. Uh, but that Tasha said she found her person after that one-on-one. Yeah. So I don't know why he's kind of a dweeby, but what? Yeah, very scrawny. But at this point, I'm now. I have. I left this week's episode convinced. That she is going to do the same thing Claire has. Yeah, no, same. Granted, like, I've never watched a full season before. Either with him or with Spencer. No, I, I think it's this dude. I think really? Spencer's fucked. Like, I think she is leaving with this dude. I, I think we might get a third girl. Like, if I, I was a betting she... man, I was betting third Bachelorette this season. Like, that is where my money at current day, with all the knowledge I have, that is where it's going. I guess third in this girl. year, that would just make. It was just it, why not? Like, yeah, why not? I don't know. I thought the uh, the basketball was awesome. Yeah, water basketball. I don't know. And uh, at college, we'd go to the open pool like every now and then, like as a not as a whole house, but a lot of the guys would go. And we would basically do the same thing they did, just with one hoop and just throw elbows and shit. And it was right. awesome. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I. I didn't think that many people would miss shots. Like, some of them were trash. They don't look like the most athletic dudes. I guess, but... Also, I would be annoyed, too, because they only played up the three. Like, the winner scored three points. It was three to two. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, but that is reality television for you. Uh, yeah, so I'm all on... I'm on team Brendan and Tasha and team get a third girl in there. That'd be wild. I don't even know how to process that all. 
Uh, yeah, well, that's what I hope happens. I just I'm at the point where I'm just rooting for chaos. Like that's every it. time two guys start talking to each other, like I want a fist fight to break out. Like I just want the most chaos. Like I want this to turn into a Royal Rumble where Taisha is just like at the end with like a WWE World Championship belt. It's like whatever one of you guys RKO's everyone else first, like gets this belt and proposes to me. Like that's what I want. I mean, I think that's what Chris is going for too. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's why they they realized that all the guys that got uh, were still there for Claire got all broy broy because of they all had the same loss. Yeah, like, they're like fuck, we got to bring new guys to spice it up. We're bringing this guy Spencer, who's bringing like, the Spencer. biggest dick we can find in twenty four hours. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. To, like, I don't get it either because she made multiple comments or at least they showed multiple comments of her being like, oh, he's so hot, like all this. And, like, a lot of the guys on the show are attractive. And I don't th- think he stood out any much more than, like, the rest of them. Like, at least in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not looking for an attractive guy, but – yeah. I agree with you. Nothing to write home about more so than anyone else on the show. Uh, but yeah, I'm just really excited to see how it develops. I think the reason she was, appeared so head over heels for him was because I feel like the show probably framed it to her as like, you're coming into a house with 16 guys that were all for another girl. Like, yeah. well, a chance to be for you. Plot twist, we found four guys to give you a full set of 20 that know they are coming to meet you, right? So, like, she has this different perception in her head of, like, these dudes were all here and cute and, like, whatever. But, like, these four guys that are coming in, like, they are coming in with the intention to meet me, not for yeah. some other girl and now still here. And, like, I feel like she said that in some of, like, her comments and stuff, like, when Jason left, yeah. obviously something like that, like, wrong through her head, like, totally understandable, rightfully so, but, like, I think that kind of gave those four dudes a leg up on everyone else initially because she's like, they're coming for me. They weren't coming for someone else. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, when Jason left, that's, like, the first thing she says, like, yeah, I was scared this was going to happen. Like, I'm coming in here, and, like, a lot of you guys came here for Claire – um and like and I appreciate your honesty but yeah so I don't know I'm curious if they'll have more guys kind of fall off if they like don't have the best of luck in the coming episodes um or if like I don't know if they'd like let them do that I guess I mean you you have to let them do it but at the same time the producers have so much pulling of the strings of what we actually see so yeah interesting yeah i i my mindset was i think she's gonna slut it up these like first two or three episodes which like i guess in that tv time is like under two weeks yeah um to kind of call some of these guys out, right? Like they can sit and have a normal conversation with her and like fake like they're interested to some degree while they're like wrestling with that emotions. But if she's like trying to like bring them in and like stick her tongue down their throat, like I think like yeah. it's going to force them to make that decision, right? Like do I really give a shit about Claire that much that I wouldn't leave? Or like 
but she's just a cute girl that I was like interested in and now so is Tasha, so why not give her a chance, right? Yeah. And I think that I think she's gonna do that and that's gonna force a lot of their hands. Yeah, for sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, absolutely. And other news this week, golf is back. Yeah, thank God. Honestly, it's a great time for it, for the Masters to do that, because, one, the Bears suck, so I don't have Sundays to look forward to, really. Um, two, there's no hockey or basketball on right now, so, like, don't have that. And then, yeah, so basically it's golf and football, and so thank God golf is back, because my Sundays are awful in the current current state of the Bears. So. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited, right? Like tomorrow and Friday while I'm just sitting here working, uh, I'm just going to watch golf, right? Like all day long. People are starting off at 7 a.m. Like super excited. We'll be – we'll have two and a half hours of tea times before Abby even wakes up and gets out of bed. Like Nice. I'll be in full-on golf mode by the time she gets up, so that'll be great. Like – I'm thinking of ways this weekend to tell her that we're not going to do anything. We should cancel any plans we had and just sit on the couch, and like watch golf and like take two golf naps a day. Right. Yeah. Like, no. She's, he's busy, Abby. His plans are to watch golf. It's been on the calendar since um, April and it's just been postponed for. Till now. Months. That's true. Like, I'll just set the laptop up next to her so she can watch the, the Netflix and like pencil in the 11.30 to 1 p.m. golf nap, wake up, eat late lunch, and then the 3 to 5 p.m. secondary golf nap, and then wake up, eat dinner. Then I'll need to adjust or condense to one golf nap on Sunday so I can watch the final two hours of coverage. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, it's big. It's exciting. Uh, it was second major I really bet on this year, so I'm excited to do that. But it's just good, right? There's just something special about Augusta. I'm excited to see how they somehow made this course that from any, like, real golf person that you know and understand, like, understands the game, talks about the greens and the grass at Augusta, it looks like burnt death midway through September until March and then in a two week span it's like the place comes alive like a genie walked through it and everything's bloomed your azaleas are golden and all the grass is green and you're ready for the masters and now they're in that same dead cycle and all of a sudden they made the place gorgeous and green again for masters in November so I'm really excited for that I kind of hope the coverage on the weekend dives into how the hell they did that because I think that's pretty interesting that they were able to pull something off like this especially like it's not even like they planned for it right like it's not like they knew they were moving the Masters this year so they could change the time that they overseeded the greens and change the time that they cut the fairways down and like they couldn't do any of that shit like it was just like we're fucked and then scramble mode yeah and everything I was reading too um today and picking people are going to make the cut that which we can get into but like everything I was reading was like Yes, they got it into the same like condition that it usually is in, but at the same time, like it's not doesn't play the same way because just because of the time of year it is. So like that's gonna be like so I don't know. It's I'm excited. 
It's going to be an exciting Masters. Uh, you know, you always have those people that, like, just play super well at Augusta. But then we're also going to have those other people that, like, there's going to be a couple people on the top of this leaderboard. No one in the world with a thought has a shot. But it's just like one of those they fall ass backwards into Augusta in November playing differently, and it's just suiting their game, right? Yeah. And, like, I'm super excited for that. Super excited to see a couple people that make that run that normally they don't have a chance. And this is a chance legitimately for someone who may never really have a good chance to win a major to win a major. Yeah. Um, sure. So I'm excited for that. I mean, it's already been exciting with uh, one hole-in-one already in the practice rounds. John Rahm's hole-in-one was fucking insane. I don't um, know. That's why he's on the PGA Tour. But, like, I, I don't think you can, regardless of how skillful you are, skip it across the water like that, have the perfect bounce off the grass up onto the green, and then do it. I think the balls – I think I think balls have magnets in them, and someone's underneath the, the, green, the grass pulling the magnets. There might be. Uh, but, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited to see – if we can get one of these like people that normally wouldn't be in contention in a major in contention, does the fact that they have no crowd on Sunday help them? Oh, right. Like you yeah. get one of these people that's in contention and it happens like once a year, there's a major where a guy's a shot off the lead, tied for the lead in the lead, whatever. And just normally is never up there. And like, I think back to – I forget where it was, maybe Whistling Straits. When Brooks won one of his U.S. Opens, like Brian Harmon was in the lead going into Sunday, and Brooks was maybe one or two back where they were tied. Like it was a close leaderboard, but like Brian Harmon is someone who's never been up there. Career PGA Tour player, but like just never took that next step from like decent to good or elite. Yeah. And like just fell apart, right? And yeah. like and it's like – it's the same – I don't know. Similar uh, comparison of like a minor league pitcher who gets called up for the big leagues does awesome, yep. and it's he's in a jam, and there all of a sudden the sands come in, and it's like, well, fuck, like I've never done this before. So but like maybe maybe yeah, like, this I'm, helps one of those people, right? Like maybe if you're in that lead, like obviously there's still pressure. Obviously it's a feeling you've never felt, but like it's probably toned down somewhat, right? Like you're not. Like, look at the Masters last year. Like, if last year, if you put that in this year's scenario, like, you're a young kid now teeing off with Tiger Woods in the final group of the Masters with the crowd around you. Like, I don't think there is any more pressure possible than a scenario like that with a – because every single person in that crowd wants you to bogey the first seven holes because they want Tiger Woods to win, right? And now it's like you don't have that crowd – because of COVID. So now it's just you and Tiger Woods playing around with golf, right? And, like, something like that is going to dramatically change it. And sure, there's still pressure. Sure, it's still major by all means. But I think that is going – there's going to be some sort of effect not having the crowd there. Yeah, and as one of those guys, too, I haven't looked at the pairings at all. Um, But, like, some of those guys that are lower on the uh, rankings, if you will, that get to play with these – superstars, Kepka, DJ, Rory, there's these golf, again, the faces of golf right now, like without fans there, it's like, 
yeah, you're competing, but at the same time, it's like, shit, I get to play with this guy. Like, this is yep. cool. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, it is – it'll just be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm I haven't gotten golf in a while, so I'm pumped. Pumped to watch it. Um, but with that, do you want to jump in the picks? Sure. For the golf thing we're doing? Yep. No, yeah. well, yeah, sure, right? So we're in a pool. A lot of people are in a pool. We have, like, an A, B. You pick two people from the A list and two people from the B list. Everyone has to make the cut. Um, but do you have any picks outside of that or any favorites that you have that you think are going to win or are you placing any other <laughs> bets on the Um I haven't fully decided. I guess I like uh, Cantlay. Yep. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Um, Cantlay, yep. But I like him in top 10 finish. Yeah. Uh, I, in terms of odds and whatnot, I don't know what these are. I haven't looked this much into it yet. Um, yeah, you definitely want to do that because they tee off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So by the time plus plus one fifty the top ten. So, um, but I like him top ten. Kind of the, my four to make the cut um, for the pool we're in are John Rahm, uh, Dustin Johnson, Kupka, Blake Kupka, um, and Cameron Smith. So, obviously, like those, um, make the cut. Probably sprinkle a handful of them um, on top ten finishes too, just to try to, um, you know, go with your gut, max your uh, max your potential. Yeah, I think so. Uh, my group for our pool is DJ JT. Brooks and then Matthew Wolf is my fourth. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how everyone's doing, and it will be an exciting time. Outside of that, uh, I'm going to sprinkle money on DJ, Rory, and Brooks to win, and then top fives. Um, I guess it's fair to say I like the three of them as well. I like Finau's odds at plus 450. I like Bubba at plus 450 because he always plays the Masters good, but I just don't know what the fuck he's going to look like in this November Masters if it's playing different. Um, so I think I'm just going to sp- – I don't know. I also like Matthew Wolf's odds in both. He's plus 550 to top five, um, and I don't, I don't know where the hell he is on this to win leaderboard. I got to find him somewhere. Here we go, plus 2,800, so I might sprinkle that. Um, but it should be good. Tommy Fleetwood, another guy, always consistent. But it'll be exciting. It'll be fun to watch. Not really going to bet too heavily on it, but, yeah. yeah. Just the uh, too many unknowns with no fans, um, the course, and just the level of this event with both those things. Um kind of combined is again just one big ass unknown yeah it is it makes for good television for four days yeah i can't wait um but the other sport going on right now um the nfl this past week eagles had a bye so you guys got the dub right did you guys win the bye week 
I, I, it's the biggest trap game of the year, so I'm, we're to be determined. Uh, we had a player with COVID and a coach with COVID, so I guess you could say we actually might have lost the bye week. Um, but we'll see. We Alshon Jeffrey was has just been a full participant in practice today for the first time in 11 months, so he's going to play against the Giants this weekend. I don't really know what the fuck that means because he's looked like absolute dog shit the last couple games he's actually played for us. Well, he's had 11 months to figure it out, so I'd hope. Yeah, I don't know if he has, though, but we'll we'll definitely – we'll see. That's for I sure. Do, uh, might do one of those build-your-own-props for uh, 75 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I would not hold my breath on that, but <laughs> I've been dumb as shit before, so. Fair, fair. Well, um, the Bears sucked. It was a waste of – three and a half hours watching it's I I don't know how I'm a Bears fan can I say this and I I mean I'm gonna say it and I'm still gonna bet the both Philadelphia Beagles parlays this week but the fact that you guys are only plus three against Minnesota gives me a high level of concern like I think Dalvin Cook might have seven touchdowns this week well, I was going to say, so he's had back-to-back weeks of two touchdowns plus. So you got to think that factored into it. But at the same time, we – our defense isn't a problem. Like, like we held um, – we held them to 24 points or 21 points, something like that. Um, and Derrick Henry had under 70 rushing yards. Like, we – had 64 yards. Yeah. Our defense, like our defense isn't a problem. And like we know this week after week, uh, we just don't deserve our defense. Our no, offense, you guys don't, and the problem is you guys just can't like we can't do anything. I don't know we, what to say. We like, score until the fourth quarter. Is it Mitch? Is it Foles? Is it the play calling? Like it's it's the play calling. Well, obviously we we could have a better O line. Right, like your line sucks, which is. Not advantageous to having Foles as your quarterback. Yeah, so Mitch I think Nagy – Nagy sucks at play calling because he doesn't realize that our line sucks. And so he calls plays that have no time to develop that we heard from Foles two weeks ago. Um, and Trubisky agreeing. And here we are still doing shit. Like, the first half, our leading rusher was a linebacker because he yeah, got – That's not good. Fun. Yep, that's not good. That's not the stats that you want to see for your team. We can't, we can't do that. And we when we scored the fourth quarter, it was we yeah. were down 14-0 or I think it was 17. I don't know. It was either a two or three score game. And we had fourth and three from like the 10 or something like that in the red zone. And like he goes for a field goal so that he doesn't get the shutout when we would have needed at least two more scores to, like, make it a game. So why wouldn't you just fucking put your balls on the line right there? I don't know. Because he wants to get that uh, – wants to get that zero off the board. Again, it was really just – every time the ball fans got the ball, I was just bored. I was bored watching football. Yeah, it's not great. And at the end of the game, that he had that same just dumbfounded look on his face of, like, what just happened? I'll I'll, I'll post the picture because this is bad radio. But like he has this face. Anytime something goes wrong, 
he has the same like look on his face and like now he has a mask to cover half of it up but like it's you know it's still there and it's just it's god awful um but fun the even funnier part is in the, the post-game zoom conferences um the lights went out twice so he definitely just has someone in the back of his like he gives the signal and is like, hey, turn off these lights. I don't want to answer this question. So he needs to get out of here. Um, but you want to hear something funny about the Bears, though? Yes, please. Give me some Bears enjoyment. On, uh, well, I'm going to say today, but it's really yesterday for those of you listening. On November 11th of 2018, <laughs> Cody Parkey uh, – hit the upright on four different kicks during a game for the Bears. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> he was 0 for 2 on field goals and 2 for 4 on extra points. All two, The field goals, too, were 34 yards and 41 yards. Like, not, like, far things. But, anyways, that also was the game that Mitch uh, had three touchdowns, 300-plus passing yards, and a rushing touchdown. So, it also was against the Lions, but – I think this, the way we, we, the way we play has been coming for a long time, and we none of yeah. us we've just been too blinded to see it. Where the defense bails us out, offense has a good game or two, or plays a shitty team like the Lions, and everyone thinks that we're somewhat good. And yep. Anyways, I'll shut up about the Bears now. Thanks for letting me get that out. I could tell you needed it. Um, all right, so it's so fine. So let's jump into some games. Um, any games that you are interested in? Why don't you give me a game that you're looking at right now this week? I really want to see how Camp Tampa comes back at Carolina after the shit pumping they got handed. Um, yeah, Tampa favorites on the road minus five and a half, minus two forty. I don't know what the line was against the Saints, though, but every – Three, it was three. It was uh, three. Every um, analysis on ESPN and during their pregame show picked the Bucks. Like, there were six of them, and the game was over by halftime. Yeah, at that point, you know they're going to lose. They did that earlier in the year when the Eagles played the 49ers. They all picked the 49ers, and the Eagles won that football game. Um so that's a pretty classic ESPN, just fucking everyone. And it's like the race to your book. Like, can I bet on the team all of ESPN just picked against? Because they're definitely going to win this football game. Yeah, um, so I'm interested in that game because of just to see if they have any fight of, of comeback. Um, and then also <laughs> just Carolina's kind of. I mean, they look good. They got McCaffrey back. He's yeah. like a little shot injection of energy. Teddy Bridgewater playing well. So. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, that could be could be a good game. Um, I like the Thursday night game, India Tennessee. It's a pick 'em right now. Both minus one ten. Mm-hmm. I like India is a good defense. Like Darius Leonard in the middle of the linebacking core is good, but like, dude, Phil Rivers just doesn't have it. Like, his arm is just not there. And it's like – uh, That interception last week was too good. Dude, it was bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think Tennessee writes the ship here and 
beats Indy. So I th- I think a pick'em is great value for Tennessee because I personally think them being at home, I think they should be favored right now. Yeah, I mean they're the pick'em and the money line are the same same odds. So, uh, so another game I am interested in is Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland at home minus three, minus one seventy five on the money line. This game, now I have a parlay coming up this weekend and I spun up. This is a game that's in it, but this is a game that worries me because I don't understand Houston. I don't know what's going on, and they have an interim head coach, and Deshaun Watson has shown flashes of the time of him being that dude. Mm-hmm. And they had some game records on defense like J.J. Watt. And, like, I just – there's a cut like, Cleveland, Arizona – Miami, I cannot get my head around them being good football teams. Like, I look at the schedule and I just assume whoever's playing them is going to win, you know, 14 of the 16 games they play that year, but it's not the case. And that is struggling in my brain. And I think that's why I'm having problems with this game because Cleveland's played well all year. Even without OBJ, they've played well. They have a great two-headed rushing attack. Baker Mayfield has played okay. I think he's back this week. I don't know, though. If he's not, that would give me concern. But I, I don't know. I like Cleveland here. They're 5-3. and three. I think this is a game they need to win in the tough division. This is a division with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. This is a division. They could get two teams in the playoffs. Yeah. They could take two. Do we have three wild cards this year, or is that next year? When's that start? I think it's this year, but I could – yeah, I want to say it's this year because um, – Well, either way, I think they have a shot at like, two yeah, wild sure. cards. Yeah. I think they have a shot at two of these wild card teams, whether it's both of them or two of the three. Like, I think this is a game that Cleveland has circled. Like, this is a must win for them. They play the Texans. Then they play the Eagles next week. Then they play Jacksonville. Like, they have those three games scheduled on their count. Like, they have those all circled as must wins. Yeah. Right, and then they play Tennessee, Baltimore, two tough games there, and then they finish the season with at Giants, at Jets, which is literally the same stadium, and then they end with the Steelers, which is a tough game. But like they have five games circled on the calendar right now, is like must win, should win games for them. That puts them at ten and six. Like that's going to get them in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. So I expect them to come out with some swagger and try and win this Baker Mayfield was activated from the COVID list yesterday. So expect him to play. I, I don't know. I just, I think this is a good line, but I just struggle to wrap my head around the Brownies being a good football team. Yeah. The other game um, besides the bias bears um, that catches my eyes, Buffalo, Arizona, just because, again, Arizona is one of those teams, like you said, that you can't – you don't know how they're good. They just somehow win games. And at the same time, Buffalo is, like, the team that is – like, I mean, I guess not surprising. Like, people knew that they had the potential these past couple of years, and now it seems like they're kind of just getting it all their stuff figured out. Um, but, again, with Arizona being how they are this year, they could be ones that just kind of um, kind of make yeah. – a step back or not right now Buffalo's 
dogs at or one point dogs um, or money line plus 108. So like it's close. It's as close as can be without being even. And this is again, same logic, right? Like now I use the same logic of the, so this is how I know I'm fucked. It's the same logic I just used on the Browns pick as to why I was concerned about the Browns and I took them was the exact same logic I just used as to why I don't think Buffalo is fully legit and why I stayed away because I was concerned about Arizona because I can't get a read on them. Um, But then in this parlay, I have Seattle because the logic tells me they are perennially always good against LA, who is a good team also. And that's a pick'em game. Yeah, and Buffalo just thumped Seattle last week yeah. and made them look bad. And Buffalo's yeah. defense is legit, so I am now I'm going to have to redo this parlay because I just talked myself into admitting that I used the same logic back and forth in this parlay, and I'm going to fuck myself in three different games. Yeah, I also like the overs 56 and a half right now. So, as someone who doesn't get to watch a lot of offense when I watch football games. I'm excited if they score a lot of points because yeah, you're just gonna fire a pity bet on that just in the hope of seeing points. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, let me figure out this parlay situation. That's gonna be a good game. Uh, Seattle, LA. I just briefly touched on it. That's gonna be a good game. It's a pick 'em um, divisional matchup. That's gonna be good. the The game I not <laughs> here it is. This logic coming back again, Ryan, right here, outside of the Eagles game, which obviously I'm concerned about, Chargers-Dolphins. I could not for the life of me tell you what the fuck's going to happen in this football game. Yeah. Mac Collins, who sucked on the Eagles and put a backpack on every time he caught a football because he caught one football every three weeks. (laughs) They caught touchdowns from Tua last week in Miami. They're dancing around having a great time. Tua looked a lot better. Miami won the football game. They look good. Fitzpatrick looks great standing on the sideline with his beard. Chargers, they're, Herbert is Phil Rivers Jr. Yeah. And he's just running around, slinging the football around, getting crushed all the time. Not really more mobile than Phil is, but like they're just throwing the rock all over the yard all day long. And Hull just doesn't matter what the score of the game is, they're just slinging it. He's like going to slide and pussy out like Rodgers or Brady would do. He's going out there. Um, and I expect that to be a one score game. the game last week. Like, I, yeah, that was crazy. Like, this, by all accounts, is going to be a one score game, and it's going to be a whoever has the football last. Like, will their rookie quarterback do enough to win the game, right? And then the question will be will enough be they need to score a touchdown like Herbert was in the scenario last week? Mm-hmm. where we didn't get two feet in, we only got one in, and they lost, or will enough be, you know, we only need a field goal, or will they convert that touchdown, right? Like, that is how I think this game ends, so I'm going to stay away from it. But I'm really interested. For a 4.05 game, it's a shame there's other good games on at four, so, like, I'm probably not going to watch any of it unless mm-hmm. I'm watching Red Zone because Buffalo, Arizona is at four, Seattle, L.A. is at four, and then San Fran, New Orleans is 4.25, which I think New Orleans shit kicks them. But yeah, if the other two games are both good football games, um, you can play anything like they did on Monday. They will shit cut, kick the Niners to Mars. So, well, but I'm interested in that game again. I'll have a side. I'm not going to bet it, but 
but I'm interested in it, and I think it's a good a good game. Yeah, then Monday night is probably just going to be a Big Ten football game of run, 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 punt, punt, try to run, punt, punt, and yeah. Oh, you guys are the Monday night game yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, over under is forty four points. Jesus, hammer the under on it's that. Gonna be a 21-20 final score. Yeah, probably, dude, 20, 17, 13. Probably, too. That's probably better. But You got bear weather Monday night? What's the scenario? Uh, fuck, where's my – let's look at that, actually. Last week, it went out of it. It was, like, 60s, 70s from, like, last Monday to, like – Tuesday this week. It was crazy. Yeah, well, it needs to get colder out there. Chicago, Illinois, 10 days past. Or this weekend. Uh, I don't think so. It's looking like uh, high of 49, low of 33. Uh, Yeah. High of 46, low of 34. Partly cloudy. So, unless something changes along the uh, Lake Michigan we got out here, you know, one of the Great Lakes um, homes, but unless something changes and we get some lake effect thing, right now it's looking like normal fall weather. Well, I hate that. I really hate to hear that. Uh, That makes me not, like, that concerns me. Yeah, well, you're not alone. Except I'm more concerned just about a lot of things. Because Monday, Tuesday, people were asking Nagy, like, uh, about play calling and whatnot. And he basically had something along the lines of, like, we're looking at everything right now, like, making changes. But, like, if play calling changes, like, you guys aren't going to know it. So, like, he's what – What does that mean? Like, he's not going to – basically, to me, he's not going to give it up. And – or if he does, he's going to make it look damn well like he didn't so that we all just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in his pea-sized pea brain. But the players like him. He's a good players coach, apparently. But he just doesn't know how to win a, a, da- a game. So, it's hard to be a Bears fan. Yeah, join the club. Uh, I'm trying to bring you in. They give you hope, and then they just piss it away because they're a bunch of idiots. And by they are, I just mean like our coach. But also doesn't help. Like every time we have a chance, like. Uh, like a short third down or fourth down that we can maybe get, like someone does a fucking false start and we just, I don't know, but. Yeah, that kills you, those penalties. But. Um, all right, well, let's let's get to some, let's get to some bets here. Yeah, I was going to say Beagles, Parlay, um, plus – uh, 260 money line plus 230 with the spread. Uh, yeah. Equals you guys get you get three points. Uh, you got to win by three points, and the Bears just got to get within three points. So um, here, I, I don't know. I don't think the spread. Eh, I don't know. 
I'll probably do both. I do both every week religiously because I'm yeah. a true Philadelphia Beagle, as one might say. So I lose my $40 with pride. Uh, so we'll keep doing that. Uh, parlay that I have for everyone here. It's a five-teamer. Um, I love everything about it because we have the Thursday night game included. One 1 p.m. game included, two 405s and a, four, and a 425 game. So it's nice. You start off hot Thursday, get you feeling good going into the weekend watching golf, flipping back and forth, master sports, master sports. You watch the 1 o'clock game, we get that second win. Then you flip over to the Masters, 5.30, you watch the end, finish up the Masters, and you flip for the second half of the 4 o'clocks. Boom, up in all three games. We hit the parlay. Everyone's having a great time before the Sunday night game. No one even cares about that game. I don't even know who's playing. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're just hanging out. Maybe you watch some Netflix with the lady. Um, that's it. I No one wants to watch Baltimore at New England. That game's going to suck. Yeah. So we want to hit this parlay. So we are not in a situation where we are trying to win monies back on that game yeah because again that's a game where you're you're gonna say oh Baltimore's gonna come out and stomp them yet because of that logic new england's cam's gonna somehow learn how to throw a touchdown pass um and not just run it in every time but yeah yeah no i like your i like that logic so what so spin it out now to the actual picks uh, so these are all going to be money line. Um, two of them are pickums, though, because we don't have a money line because they were they're the spreads are just pickums. So start off tomorrow Thursday night. Titans at home pickum minus one ten against Indy. We're taking Tennessee in that game. One o'clock game on Sunday is going to be Houston at Cleveland. We're taking Cleveland to win that game money line minus one seventy five. Then we're taking four, or excuse me, three four o'clock games. We have Vegas at home against Denver. Vegas minus 208 money line, winning that game. Next, we have Bills on the road at Arizona. Buffalo plus 108 money line, win that game. Final game, 425 potential game of the week. Seattle at LA. Seattle pick them minus 115 to win that game. So again, to run it down, we got Tennessee pick them, Cleveland money line, LA money line, or Las Vegas money line, excuse me, Buffalo money line, Seahawks pick them. Five teamer plus a thousand. Cool. Well tried. That's that's it. That is the parlay. I will say right now our book is holding odds on two games this week currently. We do not have a listing for Washington at Detroit, and we do not have a listing for Cincy at Pittsburgh. I will. What I will say for anyone who has these games available right now, I would consider in the parlay, and I might put another parlay in once they come out, um, I would consider swapping out Either the two pick'em games, or if you like Tennessee, consider swapping out Buffalo and the other pick'em 
for Pittsburgh and Detroit. Now, the caveat to that is if Stafford and Big Ben are not playing, I would not consider that swap. But both of them are in COVID protocol. You know, that's why these games are being held off our book right now until we get later in the week and understand what's going on. But if you're looking for an all-Sunday play, um, I would put either of those games in. If I had a lean, if both quarterbacks were out, um, I think that I would lean Pittsburgh money line over Cincy if I was picking one of those. Pittsburgh's playing great. Defense is playing great. Um, still undefeated. I think they can get that game, even though it's a divisional matchup. They're at home and their defense is firing on all cylinders. I think they get the game even without Ben if that happens. So if you're looking for an all-Sunday play, I would consider that uh, over Detroit if they didn't have Stafford, even though Washington stinks. Um, but they're the two games that our book doesn't have up at this moment. Uh, but, yeah, that's Parlay, five-teamer. And that's what we're looking for, plus 1,000. Nice, nice. Um. I'm spinning up a quick one. Hopefully my photo doesn't die because I'm 1%. But, yeah, just a quick three-teamer kind of touching on all the games we already touched on or that I liked at least. I like um, going with Carolina over Tampa. Um, money line, taking Buffalo over Arizona money line, and then Chargers over Miami money line. Um, it's a quick – 10 plus 1023. So, can you give us those one more time? Uh, Panthers money line, Buffalo money line, and Chargers money line. Uh, 10 to win 123. Not bad. No. Don't hate that at all. Uh, and what I've been doing and what I will continue to do is I've been in our prop builder putting in some player props. So, I will look into those. I have no leans yet. Uh, maybe we can get the social media guy to put those out on our story on Sunday when we get some in. But they've been interesting. Um, I will say our buildable player props, the preset ones, you know, all kind of start at 100 yards and go up with touchdowns. Um, for folks who are looking into these, there has only been, I think, two weeks this year where you've had multiple 100-yard rushers. Um, so the rushing, the running back base props, I would lean away from yards and lean into number of touchdowns. So, for example, you take a guy like Alvin Kamara, who's probably been the best back this year so far, right? He's so balanced. He's like 60-40 rushing yards to receiving yards. So he's never going to hit your 100 rushing yards unless he breaks an 80-yarder. Um, but they give them all the time, very likely, you know, to throw a little 40 rushing yards if you want an odds boost and put two touchdowns in. It's a much higher likelihood of hitting. So I would look into that. Whereas receivers-wise, um, I like the yards better. And then team-specific, I like to go heavy on touchdowns like Devontae Adams, uh, is normally good for two or three a week um, in recent showings. So something like that I would look into. No yards and just look for touchdowns with the receivers. Um, 
but again that's if you can build your own uh but yeah i will definitely be putting in a couple of those i've been putting them in i've been hitting them at a pretty good clip uh last week we didn't hit any unfortunately but over the last month um we've had a couple and those props like that if you get someone with multiple touchdowns or a hundred and a touchdown and you hit one of them it cancels out you losing quite a few of those uh so i would i've been looking into those and i will continue to do so all right so i just threw one of these together real quick for the thursday night game if anyone has interest it's derrick henry two touchdowns aj brown a touchdown and Tannehill at least two so it's all tennessee uh plus 525 right. so yeah i don't hate that um i also another one i will look at is um let me shift a couple of things around here for this great radio. Do you throw in quarterback interceptions? No, I wish though. Usually parlay uh, a rivers one into there then too. Yeah, that's true. Um, nope, that's not who we wanted. This is who we wanted. All right, so I switched this one up now. This one's going to be uh, Rivers, Tannehill, both of them at least two passing touchdowns. A.J. Brown to catch one. Derrick Henry, I have dropped him from two down to one. Uh, and I added on Michael Pittman, receiver of Indy, to catch one. So we're looking for one from three different guys and each QB to throw two, uh, plus 1,700. Cool. Let's go. So. Yep. Not, not bad. You know, both of these quarterbacks, what has been getting us in these scenarios, and if you look at the last one we put in, um, is when QBs have the ability to run. That is what's been hurting us in these because we are specifically looking for passing touchdowns where Tannehill and Rivers are not running, right? If they're inside the five, they're not going to be Cam Newton where he's going to scramble for two touchdowns. That's not going to help us hit the prop. They are going to throw the football, right? If they're not handing it off, they're throwing it. Yep. So I think that that's good. You know, if you really want to get crazy and you want to add in a Jonathan Taylor rushing touchdown, say each team has one, uh, your odds are up to 4,000. You, you bumped your odds up to 4,000 there. So. Yeah, so. They're, they're interesting, right? And that's, again, the basis is you got to be smart. You need to have something to back up why you think, you know, what's going on here, right? Is it where they're going to spread the ball around or they're going to focus on one guy, right? You look at these teams, neither really have that number one, number one receiver like your Devontae Adams, right? So they're going to move the football around. So it gives you the opportunity to get a couple, like multiple guys involved. And because of that, they all have positive odds on just scoring one touchdown. And that, you know, really helps these things out, right? Yep. So now I'm looking at the potential to throw a little, sprinkle a little bit on both of these. And if one of these hits, I can lose a shit ton of these and still come out ahead, you know? So. Yeah. Just takes one. And that's it. Yeah. Like like Tyler said, we'll get on our social media guy about maybe posting one of these today slash Thursday slash also Sunday and get that figured out to you. 
Tyler froze, so I don't know if he is going to be saying goodbye here or not. Um, I'm not going to say go birds for him, uh, but roll clones and thanks, guys.